0: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only Edgar Avila aew wrestle dream has come to a close and man was it a crazy one what is going on everyone welcome back again to snug wrestling episode number 63 with me I am your host my name is Edgar and the rumors are true the rumors were true edge were actually whoa 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 not edge we can't call him that Adam Copeland is all elite he did make an appearance at wrestle dream yesterday like everyone one was talking about and it really happened don't you just love it when the wrestling rumors do come true and we're going to be talking about that and Wrestle Dream and all the matches that went down at that pay-per-view event there was also a press conference that went down after the pay-per-view event which man it was like six hours of content if you put all of that together Wrestle Dream was like what like four hours the press conference was another two hours maybe more. And I did not watch the entire press conference because man, I was already tired after Wrestle Dream, but I did get some of the uh the important stuff from there, and that's gonna be the news segment here on episode 63. So let's get into the news. <music> the first person that was interviewed during the press conference was adam copeland and tony khan announced that adam copeland is going to be full-time in AEW. that means he's going to be wrestling on a regular basis as well as helping out as much as possible and adam copeland the way that he put it was he used the word contributing a lot and helping out a lot and adam copeland seemed genuinely excited to be a part of AEW. it was also Also announced that Edge will be on Dynamite this Wednesday, which is also the fourth year anniversary of AEW Dynamite in Stockton, California. Adam Copeland is also going to be at Collision this Saturday and October 10th, he's going to be making his debut in the ring in Kansas City versus Luchasaurus. Adam Copeland also expressed how he felt free as soon as he walked into the arena, which is a new feeling for him that he hasn't felt in a really long time. And one of the main reasons why he decided to join aW AEW is because he wanted to keep working and wanted to be a part of wrestling which in WWE they didn't really have a lot of stuff for Edge he would be used every now and then every three months he would come to WWE and then he would leave for a bit and then he would come back and he said that AEW it seems like he's gonna be more active there there's gonna be more roles for Adam Copeland to be a part of and a lot more work for Adam Copeland to do which is what he really wants to do he still wants to work as much as possible which makes a lot of sense especially if his career is damn near over and at least his in-ring career is he's 49 years old and I'm pretty sure he just wants to get the most out of it as he can adam copeland also went on twitter and responded to some of the things that people were saying online a lot of negative things especially from the wwe fans some fans are really outraged that adam copeland joined the aew brand and Betrayed the WWE brand, quote unquote. Some people have even gone to say that they should remove Edge from the from the Hall of Fame. Some people still can't believe it and thought that Edge was going to be really loyal or was too loyal to the WWE to even join AEW. But Adam Copeland he went on Twitter and he said he had some words for for the fans that were kind of hating on the fact that he had joined AEW by saying, "But first and foremost, I want to." address my 25 years with the WWE, I love WWE and appreciate everything the company did for me. Always have, always will. They put me on the map, gave me amazing opportunities, and through hard work on both ends, I've been supplied with a wonderful life. Hell, WWE helped me meet the women I'd start my family with. Sometimes relationships just grow apart, and I feel the WWE and I just outgrown each other. I wanted to do more. They didn't have much for me to do so simple as that and that's okay i'll still be watching and i'll still be supporting all of my friends there wow i still can't believe that adam copeland actually joined AEW. there's a lot of possibilities here now that he is part of aw we got to see the reunion with christian that we'll talk about later on on this episode we got the hardy boys that are in AEW as well maybe somewhere down the line we could see a match between them man the possibilities are endless now that i'm sorry i can't i just not used to call him adam copeland but i have to start getting used to that adam copeland the possibilities are endless that was the news let me know what you guys think how are you guys feeling are you guys excited to see edge and AEW? let me know at snug wrestling hit me up on all my social medias that's it for the news let's get into the fun stuff aew wrestle dream The pay-per-view started off with the AEW World Champion and one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. MJF was defending the Tag Team Championships by himself in a handicap match versus The Righteous. Before the match, MJF cuts a promo and says that he was not the one that attacked Jay White. And he even got a body slam chat and he got the body slam over before the match. While MJF was cutting his promo, The Righteous were in the ring Cuddling each other in the corner During MJF's promo These guys are some uh, some interesting characters To say the least My prediction of this match was completely wrong I thought that the Righteous Were going to take down MJF And take the titles away Because Adam Cole is injured Until we don't really know how long Adam Cole is going to be out for So I thought for sure They were going to get the belts from MJF But MJF ended up winning He got his, uh, his big belt Body slam in there and the people pop. MJF also got his kangaroo kick, but when it comes to the masked man that attacked Jay White, I have a prediction for that too. And even though I'm off to a rough start with my predictions, I'm still going to predict that the masked men. it was four guys plus the one that was wearing the MJF mask. That was Roderick Strong wearing the mask. The other four guys were Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, and the other two, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly that's my prediction I think that's what's going on in here but we will soon find out the following match was Eddie Kingston versus Chibata Excalibur he got Excalibur he got to say a lot of shit in Japanese and say all of these Japanese names and talk about how much he knows about New Japan and Eddie Kingston he got to have a, uh, a chopping contest with someone from Japan every AEW fans dream match and I'm sure that includes Excalibur and Tony Khan and even Eddie Kingston. AEW fans, they're so nice. They'll cheer for anything. I'm sure Eddie Kingston was having a great time out there as well. Eddie Kingston ended up winning this match and retained both of his championships. Shibata also was holding a championship belt from Ring of Honor. A lot of championship belts. Again, this is AEW. Everyone gets a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. Then we had Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship. Two AEW homegrown talents that we usually see on TV, or these two are regularly on TV. Julia wrestles like a heel. Chris Statlander wrestles like the powerhouse that they both are. And Chris Statlander ended up winning, and this was a really good match. The four-way tag team match. The Guns versus Orange Cassidy and Hook versus Lucha Bros versus the Bucks. The Bucks ended up winning, and I feel like I've been seeing a lot of four-way tag team matches. Matches lately, I think there was one that went down on NXT as well. And this match was what it was. How these things usually go down. A lot of run-ins no tags people flying all over the place and the bucks they ended up winning the bucks are in a kind of a winning streak ever since their big loss versus FTR at all in the bucks have won the ring of honor tag team championships on rampage and now they won this number one contenders match for the AEW world tag team champions so they're going to be facing the winners out of FTR and Aussie open that went down later on in the show which spoiler alert. FTR one, so we're going to be getting the Young Bucks versus FTR number four again. Swerve versus Hangman, another match that I actually really, really enjoyed surprisingly because Swerve he had the home field advantage and the crowd turned on Hangman Adam Page who is a big baby face in AEW, but Hangman was getting booed. Hangman was getting all the birds from the crowd. Thumbs down for Hangman adam page throughout the whole entire arena the people love swerve strickland and we got to see prince nana do his little dancey dance so that was fucking cool hangman was healing during this match he was wrestling like a heel and that's how great wrestling can be sometimes when you go to a certain city or you go to a certain place in the country it doesn't matter if you're a heel or a baby face you can get booed out of the arena even if you're the biggest babyface in the company and this is kind of what happened in this match and that made it really entertaining it was a lot better than i expected and the right guy won the hometown hero swerve won a lot of hometown heroes from aw in seattle swerve strickland brian danielson darby allen and even uh audrey edwards so wheeler Yuta versus ricky starks mox was uh on commentary during this match yelling a whole bunch of crazy stuff on the mic including make him pay for that shit and just being Moxley out there I believe John Moxley even got fined a couple times For all the shit that he was talking during the match And Ricky Starks has been doing great things in Collision I never get tired of seeing Ricky Starks It's unfortunate that he had to give Wheeler Yuta his rub And Wheeler Yuta kind of got to ride some of that heat That Ricky Starks has been uh, picking up over the weeks I wasn't really a fan of uh, Ricky Starks' opponent But at least Ricky Starks did get the win over Wheeler Yuta. So I hope that um, AEW can find a better opponent for Ricky Starks in the future. Danielson versus Zack Zaber Jr. John Moxley, uh, well, he was still in commentary during this. Took me a while to realize why and I completely forgot that Danielson is still part of the BCC, which is the reason why John Moxley was still out there being Moxley and shouting crazy things and making some crazy comments during this match. And this match was also pretty interesting. We're actually watching some world-class athletes and Zach uh, Zaber Jr. Some pretty impressive stuff went down in this match. A lot of crazy holds. A couple times, I would have to look away because these guys were bending each other's arms and legs in ways that was uncomfortable to see. And it was kind of cringe to watch. The dragon screws that were given each other were vicious. And this was about who is is the best technical wrestler and they gave us a really technical match so danielson ended up winning great match what a ride that these guys both of these guys took us on my respects to zach zabra jr for having this great match unfortunately zach zabra jr had no respect for his opponent danielson because after the match danielson tried to reach out for the handshake but zach zabra jr just walked away so with that we could be seeing another match you between Danielson and Zach Sabre Jr. Just by the way that this ended and because this match was really good, I think there's a big possibility that we're going to be seeing another match between these two guys. Another multi-man match, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Ibushi versus Will Ospreay, Sammy Guevara, and Takeshka. Now, in order for me to understand all of this, I had to do some digging. I had to go into my investigative eye spy mode to figure out what the point of this match is and why that's even happening so let me take you down my very very complicated and thorough investigation shall we So I'm going to connect all the dots here that AEW expects us to connect in order to understand all of this and everything that's going on in this match with these six guys. Don Callis was Kenny's manager. Then Takeshka joined Don Callis and Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega. Then Don tried to recruit Chris Jericho and Jericho almost joined and actually considered joining the Don Callis family, which caused a lot of friction in the jas which led to every member of the jas walking away from chris jericho and leaving chris jericho except for sammy guevara but there was some teasing going on that sammy was going to turn on jericho then he wasn't then he was and then they got in a tag team and they were going to go for the AEW tag team championships but they ended up having a match against each other at AEW grand slam chris jericho beat sammy guevara and then Sammy Guevara ended up turning on Chris Jericho. So that's how Sammy Guevara is involved in all this. But Will Ospreay is also involved in this because Will Ospreay beat Chris Jericho at All In. But also beat Kenny Omega at a different show in the same month. So that's how Will Ospreay is mixed into all this. And Cody rhodes he's just there just cause. Man... So that's how all of this shit got put together. And this match was just as convoluted and chaotic as all of these storylines. And I say that in quotation marks because I don't even know if you can even call it that. All of the stuff that's going on here, it took a lot of thinking and a lot of brain energy to figure this one out. Man, the tags and all the rules were thrown out the window after like five minutes into this match. And Sammy Guevara of all people ended up getting the pin on Chris Jericho to give the heels the victory in this match. Aussie open versus FTR, the best tag team in the world. Dax was laying in the chops on Aussie Open. I think Dax had the most vicious chops, the loudest chops in the whole entire show. And we saw a shit ton of chops. Like every single match had chops. And Dax Harwood, I think he had the best ones. This match started off really good, but kind of like the other matches, all four guys were. In the ring at the same time, which is pretty odd to see, especially in a tag team match with FTR and Aussie. Open for a minute there, actually made me believe that they were going to pull it off. They had FTR right where they wanted them, and they were really, really close. But holy shit! Out of nowhere, FTR hit their finisher, and they retained the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Another good match here for AEW Wrestle Dream and the main event and. What a fucking main event this was. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match for the TNT championship. The hometown hero got a huge pop, as he should. Darby Allen is from Seattle. Christian Cage is about to take Darby Allen to wrestling school here in this one. That's the reason why Christian Cage selected this two out of three falls match. But this match turned really, really ugly, really, really fast. In the first fall, Darby Allen was doing some good technical wrestling of his own and Darby Allen actually got the first fall by pulling Christian's shirt over his face and pinned Christian one two three Darby Allen is up one and oh here Nick Wayne's mom was out there in the front row and Christian Cage was constantly looking over and even walked over there a couple times and tried to spit some of his game there on Nick Wayne's mom Darby Allen tried to go for a coffin drop miss because Christian got the knees up and this is where this match went from a wrestling match from a two out of three falls count wrestling match to something completely different because it got ugly after this christian cage tried to suplex darby allen from the ring to the steel steps but missed the steel steps and darby allen hit the floor hard but christian cage did not stop there christian cage picked up darby allen again first it tried to pick him up for a suplex for some reason darby allen was dead weight and christian couldn't really get him positioned correctly for a suplex on the steel steps so christian just ended up picking him up in a body slam position and just launched darby allen into the steel steps darby allen went crashing down badly on the steel steps which took darby allen out of the match and got counted out to the count of 10 so the the falls were tied there one to one and what a fucking heel christian cage is man i was literally scared for darby allen's life at this point because christian cage he said he was gonna show darby allen how to wrestle but this this was not wrestling anymore at this point this was just a, an assault the medical team they were out there checking on darby allen and christian cage he starts taking down the ring and he's destroying the ring he took off the padding and exposed the the wood under the ring no padding just wood darby allen is getting stretchered out and christian goes to the top rope and frog splash darby allen while he was on the stretcher throws darby allen back in the ring hits darby allen with this finisher on the exposed wood the kill switch and it's still not over because darby allen ended up kicking out and at this point i'm telling myself and i'm yelling at the tv darby just stay down bro just stay down like i get darby allen he's crazy he likes to do crazy shit he likes to put his body through all these things but i did not want to see this anymore i was terrified at this point not only of what can happen to darby but also what the hell is christian willing to do like this guy i was literally afraid of what christian is capable of doing darby allen somehow he comes back does a coffin drop on christian and christian kicks out the referee gets taken out by christian accidentally nick wayne comes out and it looks like nick wayne Going to help Darby Allen, but nope. We get a heel turn by Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne hits Darby Allen with the TNT Championship belt, and Christian retained the TNT Championship with the help of Nick Wayne. And there's an afterbirth, and that's when I said, Okay, this has to happen. Someone needs to come out to help Darby Allen, and it has to be Adam Copeland, but it's not because it's Sting. So here comes Sting, here comes Luchasaurus. There's a three on one on sting and the lights go out and here we go the crowd goes wild we get a video package of someone riding around in a muscle car the lights turn back on and then we hear the music you think you know me adam copeland shows up to aew and he is all elite and man i love wrestling this was a great moment we haven't seen edge and christian in the same ring since the pandemic since 2021 edge Christian have not been in the same ring also Edge has never been in the same ring as Sting Edge said it himself during the press conference in his 30 years of being in the wrestling business he has not been in the same ring as Sting and we got to see all of that here on this Wrestle Dream episode of AEW and man holy shit holy shit chance all over the arena and holy shit chance was right what a crazy surprise here by uh Adam Copeland and AEW that was was aew wrestle dream i actually really enjoyed this pay-per-view a whole fucking lot surprisingly i'm glad i bought it let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon